Welcome to the Pointing It Out podcast. I am Megan Holmes here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse in St. Louis, Missouri. And I am Melissa McLeod at the Wool and the Floss in Gross Point, Michigan. We have been Needlepoint besties for a number of years now, and we love talking about all things Needlepoint. It's true. And whether we're talking about our friends in the industry or chatting about tips and tricks that we've learned over the years, we are just here to keep you company while you stitch. For the visual version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube at Pointing It Out Podcast. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. I'm excited. This is an exciting episode. I know. And, you know, um, I have my headphones on, so that only means one thing. That we're back together. Yes, I have my my dangling. <laughs> uh, so speaking of we, I am Megan Holmes here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse, and together with this lady over here, who will introduce herself, Melissa McLeod at the Wool and the Floss in Detroit, Michigan. That's right. We do this Pointing It Out podcast, which is now both available on YouTube and through your favorite audio podcast channel. So here we are doing our. I guess sort of last wrap up of 2023, even I, though it's our first episode of 2024. Correct. And I was just doing this because I had to count how many years we've done this challenge. So we okay. started the podcast in 2020, I believe, right? And like the, was the end, May mm-hmm. or June of 2020. And then, so we had a challenge in 21, 22 and 23. And then of course we'll be rolling out the 2024 challenge, which has a slightly different format that we're pretty excited about. I agree. And so this year, uh, or this episode is fun because what we're going to do is discuss a little bit about how we finalized or attempted, in my case, to finalize the 2023 challenge. We were both darn close. (laughs) We were darn close. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about the, well, we will talk about the 24 challenge. And then we'll announce winners of all of the prizes for those of you who actually did finish uh, the the proud 49 of you who submitted. Yes, it is crazy. It's amazing that almost 50 people were able to do that. It's a it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun, too. So yes, yes. And yeah, I think I think I've had a lot of feedback from people saying that One of our goals, as you have mentioned, is to kind of enrich our stitching lives through this, Um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily to get more done, just to kind of think about things in a little different way and uh, maybe do some things that are teeny bit outside of your comfort zone. And I've had a lot of really good feedback that that's exactly what people feel like they've gotten out of it. So um, and, and even I think if you, we have won the day. <laughs> yeah. And I think even if you've done most of it, like Megan and I, I think we both decided we did everything except for one item. Um, we still got a lot of, of our stitching year. And I I know I personally like did some things that I wouldn't have done without this challenge. So, so I don't want to belabor the point of the things that we've already discussed that we've done. But I will mention this. The one thing that you have been very enriched with, I can tell, and that I failed at absolutely miserably, was to stitch every day for a month. It was supposed to be for a month initially. And it's just like, once you start, you kind of can't stop. Like, it's Mm, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you were in a different place when you and I were trying to do it together. You were also not at your best health wise, as I recall. I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. 
the first day you were sending me your stitching from urgent care, as I recall. So oh, that's <laughs> there was some of yeah. that this year, indeed, yes. indeed, yes. but that's okay. I still used needlepoint to de-stress when I could, even though I didn't do it consistently for 30 days. Uh, but I do, uh, I do have a new planner and I am trying to at least make note of when I stitch just a little S in the nice. corner of the day, just to kind of give myself a little visual of you did the, and I'm also doing walking by the way, which I'm trying. Got to get some exercise back in my life, but we're not here to talk about wellness. We are, well, sort of, we're here to talk about <laughs> what we accomplished with the 23 and 23. So what were the last, you recalled better than I did what the last, I think four things were that we needed to try to check off our list. Yes. So Megan and I tend to do things like in tandem for the sake of the podcast. Um, but it's also kind of nice to like have a, a needlepoint bestie that you work along with the prizes on because you motivate each other. So, um, the first item that we, so we had four items we haven't talked about in prior quarterly episodes for the podcast. And one was stump work. So I know you said you did stump work and I'm going to start off by saying stump work has a huge range from relatively simple dimensional object on your canvas to really kind of difficult and challenging and takes a lot of expert technique, um, Shall and I say. think just for the sake of um, a, an educational purpose for this podcast, stump work is really anything that raises up off the canvas. Am I right? Correct. I mean, I'm sure Correct. there's a better definition of that, but anything so surface and above. So most of what we're doing is surface work, which is stitches that lay flat. So I did what Melissa kindly told me was stump work, but it's the, it's the entree into stump work. I, Step one, everything starts somewhere. <laughs> And I love French knots. I love them. I think they're fun. I think they're, I love them. And so I did um, little clusters of so French knots. Cute. For those of you who are watching us on YouTube, I stitched the Sugar Plums canvas from the Plum Stitchery Holiday Collection. And I enjoyed this so canvas so, so much. Um, and there are little kind of flower crowns and flower like sort of clusters on the skirts. And so I did all these Starling. little clusters of French knots. Thank you. And I did it with a variety of threads. I think that there might be, hmm, I think it's neon rays. I think it's fireworks, maybe some silk lame, but it just kind of gave it a little dimension and a little something extra. And it was super fun. So, and well, I actually and have it finished. You have not had the pleasure of seeing all these amazing prizes that I have that, that we have to, um, give away, Just but they were all donated. Them. And, um, I think we have three canvases from Joanna at the plum stitchery. What a generous soul, so, artful and is. generous. Unfortunately, not the sugar plum, but any local needlepoint shop can order that for you. <laughs> that is absolutely right. And we are just closing out our plum stitchery trunk show. So oh, there it's you go. very fun. It's always a joy. Always, always. Okay. So my stump work, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say in the needlepoint world, I kind of think Kelly Clark is the the queen of stump work. Like she I'm... wears her crown loud and proud and she should. So I have this gorgeous piece and so I- You're actually showing us a Kelly Clark painted canvas where did you also take a Kelly Clark class? I did. I did an online class. Um, you ready for it? <laughs> Eight years ago. 
And the only reason I know it's then is because when I opened the shop, which was almost eight years ago. So maybe it was a little shy of eight years that I took the Mm -hmm. class. Um, I ended up reaching out to Karen Kugel, who has been on the podcast with us before. She owns a shop um, in Ohio, uh, Park Avenue, Needlepoint. And she had had Kelly teach this in her shop. And so we had a few conversations about this piece. So that's the only reason that I remember that I started it eight years ago. But so for those of you who are listening and not seeing us, Melissa's showing us a you. Kelly Clark piece that is, um, it's I think called it's the, 48. It's called the, the Bee Proverbs because it says, and anyone who's also watching us, I think it's backwards. I can't remember if it records backwards. No honey, no bees, no honey, no work, no money. So it's a traditional bee proverb. And this bee skep in the middle is classic Kelly Clark. She loves her bee skeps. Um, what is Oh, meaning, meaning like the hive? Is that what a yeah, skep is? That's called a bee skep. Yes. Oh, mm, who knew? Not me. <laughs> I, I'll have to be honest. I learned that word because I liked Kelly Clark's beehives too. And I found out a few years ago, they were actually called bee skeps. So I think I'm oh. saying it right. Someone will probably tell me I said it wrong. I don't know. But Kelly is the queen of stump work. There was supposed to be a lot more stump work on this canvas. And some of it is easier than others. And I'll show you what I did do. Um, but I'll also confess to what I didn't do. All of these strawberries, I'll show them up closer okay. in a second. Those were supposed to be stump work. Oh my gosh. I ended up saying, you know what? It's hard. I'm scared. I don't think it's going to look very good. It's going to take me a while to master it. Probably all those things are an exaggeration. It probably would have been easier than I think. Um, but I finally said, I want this done. So I think this is a lesson for everyone. Like, and we, Megan and I have talked about this before. A guide is just a guide. It is not a rule book. It is yep. what the artist envisioned, whether it's the the de- stitching design artist or the, in this case, canvas artist envisioned. Um, so guess what? These were supposed to be stump work, these little strawberries. Uh-huh. And I stitched them in um, very velvet and put the little white beads on top <laughs> instead of doing all the fancy stuff. So really cute. And so yeah. your stump work is the bees. And what what is so the, it? The are bees padded? are stump work. Um, they were padded. Uh, what is under there? I think a Q-tip top. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I think a Q-tip top is under there because I did do that a while ago. These flowers over here are supposed okay. to not be tulips. They kind of look like tulips the way I did them. They were supposed to be a completely different flower that was all in really fancy stump work with uh, turkey work, red tails coming out. can't remember what kind of flower they were, I'm sorry. But they're still considered stump work because Kelly had included some white felt to then utilize in her fashion. So I cut the white felt and um, just ribbon stitched over it, uh, just straight satin stitches. Um, so that's technically stump work because it does, I don't know if you can tell, stick out from the canvas. Yeah. So. And as an aside, um, <clears throat> Kelly, I know, introduced you and then in turn, you introduced me to the A to Z, both stump work and ribbon work books. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, I believe both have been discontinued. I they know have. for sure that the A to Z um, ribbon embroidery has been discontinued. Uh, we still, I'm looking in Shopify right now. We still have five of the stump work books available. Uh, and I was going to say, if anybody needs one, um, and then they will be discontinued after that. But those t- many of the techniques that Kelly talks about in her stump work classes come from uh, that book, which is wonderful. Yeah. So yes, yes. And I love that book. We just sold our last one. I 
I, the, the fact that the ribbon work book is gone is super sad. There are other books, but that was just a very straightforward way, very easy to learn from. So in any event, that was my stump work. So there we go. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what the stitch guide said. It's been eight years. Let's wrap this puppy up. So good for you. Good for so you. it's going to the framers when I leave here today. Oh, cool. Very good. Yeah, yeah it'll All go right. in the stitching room. So there Very we go. Good. Okay, so our next item was a household item. And I think we wrote like frame, uh, pillow, what else? To, tray. Those were the things we alluded to on our list. Door sign. Yep. I finished this in a very short order and I was very proud of it. It is so stinking cute. This is part of the um, Casey Needlework Designers Artists group, group of artists. Sorry, I was trying to think how to say that. Uh, it's a piece um, artwork by uh, Taylor Beach, and it's uh, a snowman holding up a champagne glass with Cute. ice in his hat for the champagne glasses. And I just got it's such like a kick a, out of he, this. It's like he has a bucket of a uh, champagne his, bucket on his head. His right? hat is a champagne bucket. Isn't that hilarious? So I saw this, I had to have it and I knew exactly what I wanted to do with it. I wanted to put it on my bar cart because I've decided I have a couple of little spaces on my bar cart that I'd just like to have a little seasonal piece. And then I found this frame and it just sort of looked so kind of Christmassy and thematic to me. I had a um, mat. I've talked talk about this a lot. So I took the glass out and I had a mat cut at Hobby Lobby, frankly. Uh, I took my needlepoint and they are always so, so kind at my Hobby Lobby to help me um, put the frame back together. So they'll use a little bit of their acid-free tape to put my needlework, which I usually try to cut kind of the size of the frame. And right. then they'll um, use that acid-free tape to sort of tape it to the back of the mat and get it square for me and make sure it's all just in there just well. And then you just, you know, it's just popped right in there in this frame. So this was very satisfying because I did a really open stitch. Um, I'm pretty sure this is in Mary's book. Um, if not, it might be in the Lone Star book. Um, and when I say Mary's book, I'm referring to Mary's Whimsical Stitches book. Uh, she's so famous to me that you can just say Mary and everybody knows who she is. So but for four... those of you who are new to the world. <laughs> right. And there's four volumes of said Mary's books, but they're all fabulous. So you can't go wrong with yeah. any of them. So Let I used an open the... stitch. Oh, quickly. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I want to ask. So first of all, if anyone's listening and not watching her, Megan's piece is framed in this fabulous kind of like desktop off the shelf kind of frame mm -hmm. um, in uh, green enamel bamboo. And it is. Fabulous. Oh, thank you for. Yes, for saying that. So where did so you find I actually, that? I found these in sets on Amazon. So you, Cute. I had to buy two. So it's a very, a pretty easy acquisition, but I also ordered a couple of extra sets and broke them up and do have, I have them here in the store to purchase because, um, people were wanting just this frame. And so, um, we were able to kind of break up the set and then sell them here. So yeah, really so cute. it was just a fun little, I think I just Googled green frame just to see what I found. And it, it's I was darling. able to kind of, yeah, it's really fun and stay tuned because I have an idea for spring with the same green frame. Very fun. Okay. So um, my piece that I'm going to show you is not finished, but um, to flash back to the stitching every day, um, I, I did, I don't know if you happen to hear me on Thursday, uh, I do I do an unboxing video every Thursday morning and sometimes mm -hmm. Megan listens to the beginning of it because she's getting dressed, she's an hour earlier than I am, and uh, my kids jokingly call me an influencer and I'm like, you know, roll my eyes at them, whatever. You are and in the needlepoint world. 
Well, I decided with, have you seen all of these people posting day one of 365? And maybe it's just because they're tagging me, but so many stitchers are now tagging me because I've been posting every day. I think I'm on day 189. So people are going to try to stitch every day for a year? Lots of people. Like I want to say like 20 people have been, have started it. And so I'm like, huh, maybe I'm a little tiny teeny weeny bit of an influencer. So absolutely. Um, in all the best ways. That's yeah. Right. So in light of that, um, because I'm stitching every day, I've been, of course, starting some new things because don't we all love to start something new, but yeah. I've also been digging out some older projects. So I don't think this is available anymore. This is from um, Kirk and Bradley back in the day when it was called Kirk and Bradley. And this little puppy has a friend and Megan, um, has Aww. I've had I've had the good fortune of having Megan at my cottage. So this goes in the bedroom. Did you sleep in that bedroom? Were you upstairs or downstairs? Uh, one time I was upstairs in I think Kaylee's room, and one time I was downstairs in Allie's room. Okay, isn't so Allie's the, room right behind the kitchen? Yeah. Yes. That one? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kay, the room across from Kaylee's has all these colors in it. So these are intended to be pillows in that bedroom. So it will be a household object. And if you look at the back, you can see it really is really Ah. close to being done. I just need to finish the grass and this. So I had a lot of background still to do and some of the dogs still to do. Oh, I still have to stitch the the, um, stick, but it's going to be a little bit of step work. So you have to kind of do that last. So I hope you're going to use silk straw to wrap it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was my household um, stitching. Again, I didn't quite finish it, but I I finished lots of other things. I just had those things in other categories. So there Very we go. Good. Very good. All right. And the last is it, are we on the last one or is there two more? No, there's two, two more, more. But but, okay. but one's the one we failed. Um, <laughs> so the next one is um attend a stitching retreat or Zoom class. So I know I you that. went. I know. I, I can't wait to see this piece. I haven't I saw pictures of you at it at this. Uh, hopefully it's the same thing you're gonna talk about. Well, what I was afraid you were going to say is I can't wait to see how much progress you've made because I haven't picked it up since. (laughs) I'm the one I'm going to show. I haven't picked up since either. (laughs) So I had the absolute delightful experience to go to Pose Needlepoint, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, owned by Susan, who, uh, is actually, I believe that her nickname is Poe when she was growing up, maybe, or maybe with her college friends or something. So anyway, that's why it's called Poe's. And excuse me if I have that inaccurate, Susan, but um, that shop is absolutely delightful. It was charming, cheery. The people were fun, but the the, like sort of icing on the top of being at their store is that, um, and I might, I'm, I might not say this last name correctly, but I hope I totally screwed up. (laughs) So I believe it's Elaine Adenata, Adenitis. I, I think, think you're right. Adenitis or Adenitis? Adenitis is what I think it is. Um, Elaine works with our friend Kim uh, in one of her stores in Boston. Uh, I cannot remember which one, uh, but Kim Walton, who uh, rep, uh, owns and, and distributes the collection, also owns, I think it's three stores now in Boston, in the Boston Stitch area. Stitch Boutique, and then they all have a like Stitch Boutique Winchester, Stitch Boutique Boston, and Stitch Boutique Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the third one. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try. So nice effort. Uh, anyway, Elaine is not only a, um, I, I, I guess it's fair to say shop girl for uh, Kim, but is also a really beautiful stitcher and a fabulous teacher, a fabulous teacher. I, to be honest with you, 
I didn't really, and Elaine, I love you, girl. You know that. But I didn't, I wasn't attracted to the class because necessarily of the teacher. I was attracted because I could get out of town. And it was a weekend that worked for me. And Ann Fisher was available. And we both sort of um, kind of were drawn to this piece, um, which is by Kate Dickerson. So we got to go to Pose. Kate Dickerson was there um, putting monograms on things and they were having a pop-up trunk show. Uh, their pal, whose name has just escaped, Sue Parsons, yes. is the, uh, she was there teaching, I think it was a part of a finishing class. Um, and so it was just way, way cool. And it was a retreat. I was only there for one day, so I didn't get to take Sue's class, which is why I'm not exactly sure what she, what she taught. But it was so much fun. And there are some techniques on here that are super, super cool, like this big, um, uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm showing is a market basket, excuse me, for anyone who's- no, We have to keep remembering, reminding ourselves to do this. The audio podcast is so new to us. It's true. And so uh, Kate represents an artist called Lindsay Brackeen. And it's a, it's a piece by Lindsay Brackeen that has a market basket- uh, yeah, a piece with a market basket on it. Um, and so there was some ribbon work. There was there's some interesting open stitches with some um, silk road fiber. There was a cool little leaf technique that I hadn't really seen before, really just kind of turning your your stitch when you're using stranded silk um, and then padding a little uh, plastic um, ring. Anyway, so I it was it was a delight. I have not picked it up since. what I what I took away from this class, and I hope that people take classes as much as they can is, this, I'll be honest, like I started as a very, very, very basic stitcher and I've grown since then, but this looked really complex to me. Like, oh, how am I going to do that? Ooh, there's no way. And I'm just going to sit in the corner and be quiet because I don't want to be embarrassed that I don't know this stuff. But none of this was complicated. You just needed a tiny little bit of instruction. If you've threaded a needle before, you just needed a little instruction. Truly, it's counting, threading, and, and anybody can do it. So um, say for the fact, too, that Elaine is a wonderful teacher and she finally cracked my brain nut of uh hold on what's the stitch nabucco she i even wrote down the cadence that she told me to put in my head you gave me one and it didn't work but he landed and i know i'm like that's why i went like this i'm like god i thought i solved that problem and even i couldn't solve it it could just be that i hadn't tried in like recently or soon enough after you explained it to me, but I said, oh, there's no buco on here. I'm just tent stitching this. And she's like, no, no, give it another shot. <laughs> Good girl. Well, you know, anyway. I have to say um, my, my similar experience with that, which of course we always go down little rabbit holes, don't we? Sure. Um, is for years, years ago, for years, I had been trying to master the colonial knot and I could not figure out how to do it. a colonial knot to save my life. And all these uh -huh. different people tried to teach me. And then I went to a class with Robin King okay. and suddenly like, she's like, well, I'm going to solve that for you. And she sat down with me and five minutes later, she's had me doing it. And she's like, and here you go. Now you need to sit here for 20 minutes and do like 20 and just of them. do them. So you because have a muscle then your memory. muscle memory right. gets it. So anyways, right. there sometimes right. with some of these things that are a personal challenge, just, just keep on trying and um, it's just needlepoint. It'll all work out. Okay. So it's true. Um, okay. My canvas, um, I did not have the pleasure of going. Well, actually I did go to an in-person retreat this year where I got to be kind of sort of a guest because I got to go to the pointing it out retreat in St. Oh, Luke. well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yes. And I actually, I don't know why this year was a little different than past years is I actually got to sit and stitch a little bit, which I've never done before. So that was really fun. But 
um, a more true to life experience um, was a Zoom class with Laura Taylor. And she did all of these window boxes. And they're from an artist named, I don't know the first name of the artist. I apologize. It says D Swartz on here. They're distributed through um, PLD Designs, uh, which is Pat D. Um, and there are four different window boxes. So this is the summer box. There Shockingly, is... you chose the one with the B. Skep. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so the funny part about that though, is I was debating there's of course four seasons and I really, really love the winter one. And so I was like, should I do the winter one or the summer one? And I can't remember who it was here. Maybe Kelly or Liz. They're like, um, this is a B-skip and an American, and an American flag, flag lady. Come on. Like as this for the 4th of July birthday girl. Yep. Yes. So, um, for those again that are listening, um, there are four seasons. This one is summer. It has a pot of geraniums, a B-skip another potted plant of a fern type thing, a star, of course, hanging in the window and an American flag. And I had mine personalized for my cottage because um, where our cottages, they're known by cottage numbers. Uh, but I love this stitch that Laura designed so much on the bottom that even though I did that, I might stitch over it and just do her stitch and not worry about the fact that I had cottage 29 put on. I haven't quite decided, but it was, um, Laura does Zoom classes throughout the year, like on a like week by week basis where you just stitch whatever you want. But um, I don't know how often, maybe once every two months or so, she has a project-based Zoom class. Uh, so I think it's called At Home with Laura Taylor is the name of her website. Uh, but if you Google Laura Taylor Needlepoint, you will see her class offerings. Some of them are in person. I know you've had Laura teach in person at your shop before. Um, yep. She usually, she teaches at Artesia quite a bit because that is the closest shop to her home base. What did um, you say? Artesia? I thought it was Aristea. Am I oh wrong? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you are, you are absolutely right. I'm so sorry. See, I say everything I wrong. I was wrong. I thought I was no, wrong. No, I think you are at 100% right oh, and I'm totally so wrong. Funny. So thank you for correcting me. No, um, I, I was going to yeah. self-deprecate. So. so no, no, you are, you are right. I am wrong. I know how to spell it though, because I say it wrong so I can spell it right. <laughs> I was just trying to get, I think it's Laura Taylor at home is what I'm coming okay. up with. So perfect. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so she does, like I said, some in, in-person teaching, but a lot of Zoom teaching. Uh, she has really over the course of the shutdown that, you know, none of us really like to talk about anymore, but was a part of many of our past, um, has kind of mastered how to teach in a remote environment and right. um, mm -hmm. just a fantastic job. Okay, so the last item from the 2023 challenge and keep in mind, there were 23 items. Megan and I successfully completed 22 of them. The 23rd one, for me anyways, was not because I couldn't figure out how to do it. It was just because I didn't really feel like it. And, <laughs> you know, I guess if I were someone who was maybe eligible for the prizes, that would have sent me sent me over the, the finish line. But um, this is birthday plaid. So... This particular piece I was just showing people because um, this is, I just outlined, used a cookie cutter. This I okay. made this years ago. Let's see. I made this in 2015, it looks like, because I am. So we're looking at a back. candy cane? Yep. <clears throat> just a simple little candy cane. I used a cookie cutter on blank 18 mesh canvas, outlined it with, um, you know, uh, something you want to use a number four pencil, an identipen, something that's not going to make a mess of your threads. Um, and then I did the birthday plaid and honestly, 
I think there was a, a few remarks on Instagram about the birthday plaid almost killed people. <laughs> um, it's really not that hard. It's just, it's basically basket weave by doing skip tent and then another layer of skip tent. So it's a little labor intensive because if you're used to doing larger decorative stitches, um, it's a little, you know, you're filling up every single hole on your canvas. So anecdotally, we have a stitcher who comes in on Wednesday evenings. Her name's Nancy. I'm not sure if she watches the podcast or not, but anyway, Nancy has stitched birthday plaid picture frames for each of her grandchildren. And so she comes in and she gets a blank. um, I don't know if she does a four by six in the middle, but it's really kind of like almost like belt width, right? Like an inch and a half or so. And she does the birthday plaid. But what I notice about uh, when she's doing that, and the reason why some people might get stymied is she has this little post-it and it has, she's put how many stitches she needs and which color it is. And it's always with her. And even, you know, you just can't keep all that straight in your brain sometimes. No, you need a cheat sheet for sure. Yeah. So she has her little cheat sheet and it'll say like, I think the one she's doing might be Noah. And then it says, you know, like zero equals red, two equals, you know, she knows how many stitches in each color to do. And I think that might help people a little bit. So yeah. Anyway. And it's like I said, it's not that complicated. If you Google needlepoint birthday plaid, you will come up with some descriptions. I think there's also um, in Julia Snyder's categories book, there's a description of birthday plaid. I'm sure one of Mary's whimsical stitches has a birthday plaid. Can't tell you what volume, I'm sorry. But yeah, lots of places that you'll find this. Um, and it's really fun. I meant to pull down another piece that I have at the shop, but I didn't remember to do that. So I did one of the plum stitchery mini socks uh, by Riley Sheehy that had um, kind of a floralish look on the bottom. And then there was room on the top of this mini sock for a name, but that really wasn't appropriate for what I was doing it for. So I put birthday plaid on the top of the stocking, which was super cute. And I think, um, Great idea. I think Joanna's comment to me was it it's Doris Day country. And I said, oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? She said, oh, that's a very good thing. Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't so, want to be Doris Day at her country home? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> so that was a funny comment from Joanna. So um, in any event, we did 22 out of 23, which is pretty darn good. We did the best we could. How about that? Well, so. What was your favorite one that you did? Oh my gosh. Great question. Sorry. Oh, um, well, I, as a project, I'm really happy with this, um, because this, and and what I just showed was the snowman that I showed earlier. He's really cute. And it was very, very easy to stitch. I, I used almost all threads out of my stash too, with the exception of the background. Um, and so I really just really, really enjoyed that. I rarely pick something up and stitch it that I just really like. As sad as that sounds, I'm always doing, I do thematic things for my kids, which I, if I have to stitch another panda, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, I need a new thing. I've stitched a couple (laughs) dinosaurs. Well, and and this was a joyful project too. This is the sugar plum canvas for Claire. We call her Shug and it's just a long story, but anyway, so that was fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else I did. I stitched the Barbie dream house and I think that was the Viva Magenta um, oh. Pantone color. And I enjoyed that with the exception, I, I learned something on that, which is to pay a little more attention to my background color. Um, you know, I think a lot of people look at pieces when they're painted on white and they think that they have to do white. And I, in some ways, sort of did that also. I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's so bright, I'll just do white. But then I forgot that there was so much white detailing on the Barbie house. And so it really... It bummed me out, to be honest, because I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. And so then I kind of got stifled by the project at the end. But um, 
Yeah, did I you don't know. What about? Did you finish it or not? Well, we've been doing a little swap stitching here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse. Uh, Lauren and Catherine are genius counter throughers. I don't know how else to say that, but they can look at a stitch and just see it and count it so like seamlessly, like it, it, in no time at all. So in other words, like if you have to do some compensating, they just like blow through a stitch and it's no problem. I, um, so, and that, but neither one of them like to do basket weave and I love a basket weave project. I can sit and do basket weave for hours, change threads. I don't care. And so, um, I think in that case, Lauren, I can't remember what we traded, but we recently have traded another project too. So I love that. I think, yeah, it's kind of fun. And, um, and it's also just sweet to know that she did some of the stitching on the project too. So it's, it's been, we, we, we're calling it kind of like um, stitching by committee and it's working out nicely. So I, well, I, I did almost all the Barbie dream house to answer your question, excuse me, except I had done the whole background. I did all the little bits and parts. If you haven't seen that Barbie dream house by Rachel Berry, it is so fabulously painted with so many details and so many sure. colors that it took quite a while and it was fun, but it was just the end that I was like, I can't do this anymore. So well, anyway. there is, and we'll get to the T in our new, um, in our, there's a little foreshadowing, a T in our new uh, 24 challenge. I thought maybe this would come into play with. Um, and okay. I, I will state the obvious. My favorite part was making myself stitch every day. I had yeah. been kind of in, I'll be honest, I'd been in a stitching funk. Like I was like, Ugh. like it had become all work and no play because when you're a needlepoint shop owner, a lot of times your free time becomes stitching for a class or a club or a aura aura or a customer or a aura aura. So yeah. um it by stitching every day, it really kind of gave me permission to stitch my own things. And yeah. so I kind of like had kind of lost my love of stitching in a little way, which I almost hate to admit. Um, so it re-energized my love of stitching for That's sure. Great. So, That's great. Yeah, and you yeah. know what that also illustrates? It is important and um, impactful and, um, worthwhile to have a stash. So there. Yes. And I've got lots <laughs> of stash. I can fully support my supporting my stitching every day. It is not a problem, but like I said, I'm still loving starting new projects. It's not like, I'm well, that's like, what oh. I mean. Like having yeah. a whole lot of things that are either in progress or that you can grab something new if you're not feeling it or whatever it is. So it's, yeah, it's okay. Sure. It's all right. Sure. Permission granted. Okay. So 2024 challenge, Megan and I started talking, I don't know, maybe in like November, saying, oh my Lord, like next thing you know, it's going to be 38 and 38 and we're going to be half one foot in the grave and not able to come up <laughs> with 38 ideas. So I had an epiphany one night um, and we decided, and I wish I could remember the proper word for this. Do you remember the proper word for what we're doing? Yeah, it's an acronym. Is, is are you is? using? Is I think so. So, and I didn't. I didn't know this was your idea. I'm so sorry. I was going to give credit to our new, fabulous, podcast consultant. We're we're so important. Do you know my <laughs> my staff is cracking up because I'm like, well, you know, I'll say it like at least once a week. Like you know, my podcast consultant. <laughs> roll their eyes at me. I think I'm such big, like have big britches because I have a podcast consultant and it's well, really just because we know it's because you and I don't know what the heck we're doing sometimes and we need all the help we can get. <laughs> it's that. And if you give yourself a little grace, I think I said this the other day on, on something and I said, oh, I totally screwed that up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a little grace. I'm running a small business. I've still got two young children. I'm trying to still be a human and do things I want to do, AKA stitch every day. And so it is okay to ask for help. And so we, 
were lucky enough to be approached with help. Not Correct. only did we have to ask for help, for help or uh, or crowdsource, we were we were presented with an opportunity to work with a consultant. So I am so sorry. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I was going to give well, Rebecca the credit. No, for the, I actually, uh, this was actually my idea for a change. Usually you're the idea girl. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Let me crunch the numbers. But <laughs> in this case, I actually was kind of proud of it. So, uh, but Rebecca did help us. Uh, her name is Rebecca, sorry, Ferraro. We, I have two very lovely Rebecca uh, consultants in my life. So I have to really stop and think which which Rebecca I'm talking about right now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so she did approach us, ironically, literally the day after you and I had said, we really need to figure out how to get our podcast on the audio networks and we don't know how to do it. And I'm like, well, we'll both dig around and we'll find someone. And like, this was on a personal phone call. It's not like we said it publicly and poof, the next day, Rebecca appeared in our mailbox. I think I called you and I'm like, oh my Lord, did this you see bizarre. this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we wished it and she came. Um, so she, she's been fabulous. So in any event, so we have this acronym type thing that spells out pointing it out podcast. And I think we'll probably keep doing this for the next little while because it won't keep growing. I think right. so too. And I'm mm -hmm. going to interrupt you for just a hot second because this says that my host has disabled my participant screen sharing. 16, 17, and 18, I'm 19, wondering 20. if you might be able to go on to our participants and enable me oh, to do some screen sharing. Um, hold on one second. I might do this. Watch what I'm going to do. I just reclaimed the host and now I can oh, do it myself. So there. So anyway, the idea here was that we were going to show you. Ba -ba -da -ba. So while you're looking, pointing it out podcast spells 20 spell is 20 letters long. And so we have an item instead of this ever growing list, we will have a static list of of things that start with these letters that will be 20 different challenges, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Rebecca so did can you, come up you can with see a few it now, these. right? I think yes, I reclaimed it. Fabulous. And, okay. You got okay, it. Good. You got it perfectly. Um, so Rebecca did help us come out with some of these, uh, which was really fun uh, to have kind of an outsider's viewpoint. Um, my staff came up with some, I think your staff came up with some, you and I came up with some. So it's kind of a collaboration of a bunch of people's great ideas. Some have been regurgitated a little bit because some are just too good to not repeat. Uh, one of our favorites from the past is on this list. Um, so yep. we'll get through that. So let's, let's talk through them. Do you want to start with the P? Let's do it. So plan a project. So the idea here is that you grab something either new at a store or you pull it all out, out of your stash and plan it out. So measure it. See if you need stretcher bars. Uh, see if you've got the right size needles. Make sure you have all the thread you need for it. Maybe you want a special needle minder for it. And then you put it in a bag and you get ready and off and running whenever you're ready. So that's there the you first go. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great way to kind of like advance prep for maybe a vacation stitch or something like that. And so even if you're not going to take it for a while, you're you're ready to go. Um, Absolutely. Some of these are really easy. Let's be honest. The next one, oh, occupy a seat in a stitch group or a stitch club. So I know a lot of us are fortunate enough to have a stitch club in your area. We have Stitch Club Detroit. They do activities about three times a month. It's a very, very prolific um, stitch club. That's and awesome. so, oh, just means show up, 
to whatever stitch group you're in, whether it's at your local needlepoint shop, a group of friends that you stitch with, a stitch club that you go to, um, maybe a Zoom stitch with a group of friends. I would say we haven't done much lately, but Megan and I have a group of shop friends that we stitch uh, with sometimes like nine o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday night if we all aren't out. Um, and I think that counts too. So For if sure. it's a group of people stitching together and you're occupying a seat, you're ready to roll. That's a gimme. And then maybe what you could do is say to a friend, hey, I have this new cool group of friends that I want to go and sit with and stitch. You should come along. And so I is introduce someone to Needlepoint and help them with a project. So um, any Needlepoint shop should be able to help you with a beginner type project. Um, a couple of the ones that come to my mind are the Stitch It's Angels. We love to give a Stitch It's Angel from um, Kansas City Needlepoint Designers. It's a small 13 count project usually just a couple of colors. It's a great great way to get a friend into Needlepoint. But there's also some beginner kits um, for, for kiddos. So you could teach an, a niece, you could teach a nephew. My daughter has just, I didn't tell you this yet. I should have taken a picture of it. Claire just finished her first project and we turned it in for finishing and she's just so excited. So what, you can teach it? anybody. Was it possibly the project she started when she was sitting next to me at the retreat in October? 100% correct. <gasps> it was her rookie dog and she chose it. It was a Dielda kit, um, a, a kiddo's beginner kit with the, I think it's, what is that? 10 or 12 count mesh. Uh, and, but she didn't like the color it came with. So of course, correct. since her mother has access to some threads, we got her a pink background and um, she wants it to be a Christmas tree ornament. So I was just tickled. So, well, that, that warms my heart a little bit too, because, um, Megan Hornsby, otherwise known as Megan 2.0, who works uh -huh. for Megan Holmes, uh, <laughs> was helping her. And then Megan walked away because of course she was there helping out. And then I helped her with it a little bit too. Oh, so there's a good. little bit of Melissa McLeod love in there too. So, you know, and I will just say, if you are going to introduce a kiddo, my mom said this a long time ago, and it never resonated with me until this exact opportunity in my life. So my mom is a beautiful seamstress. She could sew, she did patterns, she put together clothes, she did all the things. And I will never forget the summer. She forced me to sit in the basement and sew on her sewing machine and she would teach me and I was ready to rip out my hair. Sometimes mothers are not the best teachers of daughters. Sometimes it's okay to use a village, let somebody else teach your daughter. And I will tell you what, it worked. Shazam, she did it. So it was, uh. it's great. I think That's you just don't have sad. as much patience sometimes with your like close family relationship. So this is anywho. very true. Very true. So um, go ahead. So N um, is for needlepoint, which is of course quite easy, but the whole point is to needlepoint a finish type you have not done before. Wait a so, second. You, 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 you skipped friend. Introduce a friend, use a new thread. Oh, sorry. New, See, new, well, that's because I'm looking up, looking down. That's a different N. Scratch that one. I'll I'll talk about that <laughs> one when we get there. Sorry. Use a so new thread you have not used before. Um, Megan exactly and I right. were saying this might be kind of difficult for us because we, I mean, we own needlepoint shops. We love different kinds of threads. That's what it's all about. Um, but hopefully for most of you out there, there are threads you have not used before. I know we just brought in after my um, interview with Tony Carter at Threadworks, he's talked at the end about his newest product line was Chronix Micro Ice Chenille, which is now overdyed. I'm like, wait, what? Because yes. I love that thread. I mean, I love the Chronix thread. But then 
you over diet and that's just like the frosting on the cake. So um, I'm going to have to pick some up when I'm up there in April, I guess. Yeah. Or I'll send you some beforehand. So that is a new, that will be a new thread to me because I have not used the Threadworks version of the microwave chenille. So then if you really don't like the new thread that you tried, you could T tear out some stitches there you go. <laughs> the idea here, though, was not to put something in and tear it back out. But it, I loved Melissa's concept on this. It says uh, in, in parentheses, it says you probably have a whip in timeout. So in other words, there's a really good chance that you have something sitting around and you simply didn't like it for some reason. You didn't like the stitch. You didn't like the color. You didn't like the whatever. So tear it out and start something else. So and that's, that's where I thought you were going with your Rachel Berry Barbie dream house that you didn't like the background color. And I'm like, well, here you go. Pull that puppy out of your stash, rip it out and get rolling. Cause that's, nope. that's the holdup though, with some things, let's be honest. Like we were like, something's just not right. And so you put it away because nobody likes to rip things out. I mean, Megan and I both sell that uh, stitch rip from our woodworker uh, yep. that we love and does make ripping out easier, but easier is the key point. Ripping out is not fun, but hopefully this I will give you can, the motivation. I can already check mark that one. Just FYI. And this piece is going to come into play two or three times in this thing. So anyway, so this, I ripped out the background. I did not like my background and I'm redoing it. So, so yeah. onward we go. There we go. Uh, join okay. an Instagram live. That should be easy. I think um, I hop on live far more frequently than I feel like maybe I should. And you are a little more um, organized about yours. You are definitely on every Thursday and right. um, we flip flop Wednesdays. And so um, if you're not already following the Needlepoint Clubhouse, which is STL Needlepoint or the Wool and the Floss, which is, uh, are you just, are you at the Wool and the Floss? It's it's okay. all the words because it's old. Yep. But yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's all right. But anyway, so follow us on Instagram and join some of our fun on there. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another kind of gimme. A lot of people stitch along while they're watching us live and somehow sometimes find us entertaining. Uh, so back to the needlepoint, a finish type you've not done before in its proper order. Uh, so this was a suggestion by Lisa who works for uh, me. She is a flossette as we say around here. And she said, I've never stitched a pillow and she's a very prolific stitcher, but for whatever reason, a pillow just hasn't been something she's done. Um, in my case, I have never done a needlepointed picture frame. I have framed things, oh. like, but I've never done an actual frame where you put a picture inside of it. So I think that's going to be mine this year. And I just, I mean, I'll be honest, the gingham stitchery, uh, keeps coming out with gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, frames, the, the tobacco so nice. leaf frame, the new gourd frame from Amelia. I mean, there's lots of, lots and lots of choices in the world of needlepoint frames, but, um, I think shameless plug mine. Melissa's, um, very, politely and graciously and mentioning the biz, the other business I own, which is the gingham stitchery. And so if you're not following us on Instagram, you should also. So thank there you. Melissa. Yes, yes. Uh, I have another thing to say for the next though, a finished type you haven't done. I just have to add to you. So this relates back to my visit to pose. Kate Dickerson put my name underneath cute. this cute little guy. And guess what he's going to be? Your shop I've mascot. <laughs> well, that would be fun, but I've never done a standup. He's going to be seriously. That's so funny. Uh, what's not funny is that I shouldn't even admit this because I'm going to, I'm going to create anarchy and people aren't going to like me anymore. I don't like standups. 
I am the kind of person who I like to have like decks cleared. Like the countertops in my house are not with a lot of stuff. There's stuff on bookshelves because that's where I think bookshelves belong. But I just don't like to have a lot of stuff sitting around except for when it's a holiday like Christmas or something. But um, but yeah, so I am going to make a stand. So I don't like stand-ups is the moral to the story. But I'm going to love this when he's done. Yes, so darling. And I tend to do a lot of stand-ups, but they're more seasonal as opposed to stay out every year. So to your point, like having a lot of things around, sometimes you're like, oh, there's too much. There's too much. But it uh-huh. comes out for six weeks and then it gets packed away. And then you're like, oh, it's a whole new year. I get to pull them out again. So it's true. Anyway. It's true. I I need that's that's a hole in my stitching there. So, or, you know, in my finish. So there we go. Okay. All right. Sorry, we were belaboring the point. We have a long ways to go here, friend. I know. Let's get going. You've got the G. Go ahead. Okay. Plan your stitch giving for 2024. That is another reason why I've pulled out my stash. Um, I will. I actually took a picture because I think it's pretty funny. I have my suitcase out again. <laughs> um, I'll I have a suitcase. I have a room. It's all yeah, okay. You know what? I live in a smaller house. So, uh, <laughs> and I haven't and been, been stitching as long as you. I was saying, I've been stitching longer. So, yeah. Oop, did I lose you? Are you frozen? Megan might be frozen. That's going to be sad. I hope she's going to come back. I'm going to pause this. All right. So we had a little Wi-Fi glitch, but I believe exactly where we were was plan your stitch giving for 2024. Um, I actually have just pulled out my whole stash because I um, I think you do this with your kiddos too, but you give them an ornament every year. Do you not? Or I do. some kind I of do. stitch thing. I have tried to pick up um, that habit slash, I guess, uh, tradition. And so I have a little backup stitching to do. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to figure out which ones to stitch this year. Yes, I did that the other day. And I just kind of put everything that was in consideration into uh, a large bag that then oh. I'll make a final decision on. But I found something I might do for my mom and something for my husband and, you know, blah, blah, blah. nice. I like it. So, yeah. so then incorporate a stitch that is new to you. That should be easy. There are so many books for us to to dig into that we should be able to find something. And if you take a class or participate in a shop club, that might be the perfect way to knock out two, (laughs) a twofer. Correct. (laughs) So yeah. So the T is to take a class or participate in a shop club. Um, I did have Kaylee bring this over to me. So for those of you that are are watching uh, or are just listening, um, we are currently hosting an exclusive um, sorry, another shameless plug with the gingham stitchery. <laughs> this is the perpetual calendar. And we just rolled this uh, out like December 20th or so. And so we've ordered for our first go round, but we're happy to order for a second. So this um, is our first club of the year. Um, I have another club I'm rolling out next week. I have a mystery class I'm rolling out probably the following month. I'm sure you have things. Wow. Going on. So, All yeah, kinds we, of things. Yeah. So um so, and wherever, whatever your local shop is, generally there's some sort of event going on. So um, I think taking a class or a shop club really, for the most part, comes with stitch guides and mm-hmm. is a learning opportunity, just like a class is, but it's on a little bit more flexible schedule. So that's right. That's right. Okay. So then the O in out is organize your stash. And that could be organizing your books, your canvases, your threads, or mm-hmm. your canvas, uh, or anything, your tools, your, whatever you want it to be, your, the, the place where you store it all. Um, we just want to encourage you to 
kind of dive into your stash because I think you get really inspired even just looking at what you have. I for sure do. I know that. Um, the U is again, kind of another gimme, um, unwind by listening to a pointing it out audio podcast and make sure you subscribe while you're there. That's right. I need to be better about that. I always, I usually watch, I need to try to listen more. So the T in out is treat yourself to a new project. None of us should have a hard time accomplishing that one because we (laughs) love this craft so much. Uh, the P is play stitch roulette. Uh, we've used this one before and it was really fun when we did it before. And the idea behind it is to grab any stitch book you might have and flip open a page, probably with a newer project in front of you that you haven't stitched very much of. And whatever stitch you open to, find a place for it on that canvas. Uh, the irony, we talked about Laura Taylor earlier. Laura Taylor had a class last year that was all about stitch roulette. And I have no she idea. She did? Yeah. I don't know if that came from us. It was just, you know, coincidence, whatever, but um, that was kind of a fun concept that she, she took it to a, a broader level. No kidding. Especially with somebody like Laura Taylor, I wouldn't mind playing stitch roulette with her. That sounds fun. Uh, the O in podcast is order or buy in person, a new tool to make stitching easier. We should probably do plan a podcast this year about new tools. I think there have been some things that have come out um, I, not maybe new or just kind of reinvented. There's all kinds of tools out there. So that might be a fun thing for us to consider. So can, can I tuned. give another st- shameless plug? If you of haven't. course you can. If you I haven't, forgot. I have a very teeny tiny new wholesale line um, because we have these fabulous templates, uh, circles, ovals, squares, rectangles, all sorts of things. And I've just started wholesaling them. So Megan will be carrying them very soon. Uh, and you'll see them at lots of needlepoint shops, but um, they've been really useful, especially if you're someone who does uh, counted things, charts for charity. If you want to reutilize something in your stash to go into a self-finishing object and you're not sure whether the shape will work, um, the templates work out really well. So that might and be there's a new a, tool. There's a template that is not necessarily just a stencil template that might be coming too. We need to talk more about that. So yes, I'm that's I'm still working on it. I'm still working on a girlfriend. <laughs> it's, it's kind of beating me down, but I'm going to keep yeah, at it. We'll um, okay. It. The next one is D for darn it. Um, so use a darning stitch and needlepoint. I just saw whose was it? Oh, darn. Oh, fire and iris. Oh, had darn. A no pun intended. Fire and iris had a uh, um, Chart for charity. Chart for charity. That was some raccoons. And I think it was Nancy. How do you say Nancy's last name? Oh, Avioli. Needlepoint Crimes. The criminal we call her around here. Yes. She um, used a darning stitch in the shape of fish for the background. Like the the raccoons are in the garbage can. It was darling. So that's um, hilarious. There's some very simple darning stitches that are just like over three under one, over three under one that make like great skies. But there's some really creative hearts, fish, dog bones, all sorts of things. So um, without that, be fun. So the next, the C in cast, so P-O-D-C, challenge yourself to self-finish something. And I just came up with something. I knew I, this is weird. And I think I've said it before, but I do my best thinking in the shower. I think it's because nobody's talking to me. Nobody. Yes. There's no distractions. I always say, well, let me go take a shower. I do my best thinking in the shower. Um, Anyway, I have a self-finishing idea that I'm really excited about. So I can't wait to do that one myself. Okay. And self-finish could be one of like the leather self-finishing goods that you're putting something in, or it could be, I want to challenge myself to finish a four inch round ornament. Um, So it's, it's whatever kind of finish you want it to be. 
Um, A in podcast is ask a friend or a shop to mystery kit a canvas for you. So Megan and I, uh, when we were talking about this, we were looking back on what we've done. And I think that was the 2021 challenge. And we both said that that was one of the most favorite things that we have done. So I sent her. These guys. She sent me two, two, those two coordinating canvases, um, which are kind of reminiscent of her children, her darling children, Claire and Ward, and asked me to put together all the threads for it for my shop and kind of not write her a stitch guide, but just like, this is what I, this is why I picked this. And this is what you yep. might consider doing. Yep. And then I sent her, I think five. Yeah. I think there, I think there was a little <laughs> brief given to me um, of the associated talents. Now Bradley Needlepoint company carrots. Um, in my defense, I assumed, and we know what that word stands for, <laughs> that the colors carried over. But Megan found out when she started pulling the threads that the colors didn't carry over There's at like a all. thousand threads in these things. And I'm pretty sure we gifted each other those kits. We did. <laughs> you may have come so out on the short the end. end of the deal, but that's all right. I'm a giving person. No I finished four out of five of them, though. So Very I'm, cool. And I don't know if darling. you said this, but... Um, so a shop or a friend. So in other words, we kind of are both, but you are welcome to send to either of our shops, a canvas. Um, we actually, I'm going to, I'm going to plug something real here, really quick here. We prefer to have a canvas in hand to kit as well. So it it's, is you so do such hard. a better job than from a picture. You just so can't do it. And yeah. I know, it, you know, so you're welcome to send us a canvas. You're welcome to have us, you know, pulling off the wall, whatever it is. But we, I love a mystery kit. And I gave Melissa no guidance. I think I said, I don't really want to bead, but otherwise I got doodads. I got ribbon. It was fun. Super, super yes. fun. And I think some people even did it with uh, a local friend and said, mm. here's my stash. Here's my canvas coming over to my house. And Oh, fun. Or even pick from each other's stashes. Like I know, I think fun. Robin, Robin, who works for me, she and her mom did it for each other out like out of their own stashes. So, you know, it doesn't Very necessarily fun. require a purchase, um, but purchases are always welcome, right? Um, okay. Uh, S is start or continue to use a stitch journal. So and, go ahead. Well, I go ahead. No, you go ahead. So I think a stitch journal can be anything you want it to be. It can be your kid's old uh, notebook from high school that you're just like keeping track of what stitches you've done, what threads you've used. Um, we do have a stitch journal here that has the graph paper on it so you can draw your stitches in. Um, so it can be you know, as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. But I, I love having a stitch journal. I look back on it. I, I make a list every year of what I've finished and what I've worked on. Um, I, because I write stitch guides, have very detailed notes. Some people might not have it as detailed maybe as I do. Um, but it's a really great way to look back and say, oh yeah, I used that stitch on that project two years ago and I loved it. So let's use it again today. So. Well, earlier today I asked Melissa if I could do something and she said, well, there's no needlepoint police. And so I'm going to suggest something that is a little outside of the box for this one. I, for years, for years have been trying, I started a dedicated Instagram page of my own stitching and yes. it's called the Gingham Stitcher. And every year at the beginning of the year, I try to use that in some ways as a journal, but really more in a documentation method to, to show what I stitched, 
what stitches I use, maybe what finish I'm intending to do, whatever it is. And I think you could do that. There are a lot oh, of people sure. who have started their Instagram a, a specific. So in other words, you have like your pictures of your family, but um, you've started your own stitching Instagram. In fact, um, a lot of people I've been noticing lately have been saying, hey, follow me over here. I think that's an electronic journal. Absolutely. So, and so I'm going to try to do that for my yeah. I mean, I tend to be a very analog person. I think it kind of drives my staff crazy. Like I have, I have different I little too. binders for things, for but sure. some people are very much electronic based. So whatever works for you, if you are tracking your, your stitching in some way, shape or form, that's a stitch journal. That's exactly right. All right. And well, last, last item. At least. Yes. Uh, do I have to say this one? No, I'll talk about it because. <laughs> You know, uh, so T is to try a beading technique that is new to you. So oh, Megan is not known for her love of beading. I happen to love beading. I just want um, you to know I put at least six beads in this guide. You see the ice? So cute. So cute. <laughs> and by the way, I just showed my, I just showed my uh, uh, snowman again to prove that I put about 10 beads uh, in the ice bucket. There we go. Um, so there's lots of different beading techniques. I mean, one is very easy, just like there's little dots on a canvas, like on my strawberries that I showed earlier, the little strawberry seeds are one, one bead, one bead, one bead. Lassoing keeps them in place a little bit more firmly. Messy beading, you just kind of pile them up on top of each other. Brick beading goes a little bit faster and you can read about that technique on lots of different um, platforms. And yeah. So there's, there's many, many different types of beading. So just pick one and try one straight line beading. I mean, I could go on and on cause I love to beat, but uh, anyway, I, I wish I did. Well, maybe messy beading is going to be the next thing for you. Cause it's very we'll uh, forgiving. That's very kind forgiving. of what that honestly was those little clumps of, oh, there beads. you go. See, good girl. So I did it. I did it. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so Get I'm going to, gonna, so that document that we just had up will be available I believe on um, the pointing it out podcast, Instagram. Thank you. Profile. Through I couldn't think of what it was called. Yes, through Linktree. It will be on mine. Um, one of your staff gals can probably figure out how to pop it onto yours if you haven't done it already. Um, but yeah, and uh, I think that's where you can find it. So there you go. All so good. download so that gonna, and get I'm rolling. Gonna, I'm going to print mine out today. Um, I might look like I am not looking at the camera right now. If you are watching us on YouTube. And that is because I am trying to figure out a way to have the, uh, to start doing this challenge picking guys. We're so excited for all of you who did the um, podcast challenge for 23, the one we just rolled out, or excuse me, the one we just uh, uh, completed. Completed. Yes. Thank you. I just had my family Christmas card Excel spreadsheet up. So I need to do a little fixing over here. Okay. So you find the spreadsheet and I will kind of enter what do. we're doing. So we had, as we said earlier, 49 people who submitted that they completed the challenge. Uh, and we have 20 prizes. So I have a random number generator on my phone that I've already plugged in all the numbers one through 49 to generate 20 items and do not allow any repeats. So um, I have the magic numbers. Megan has the spreadsheet. So I will read a number. I will show a prize and read a number and Megan will tell us who it is awarded to. So That's the exactly other right. logistical part of them is they are all here in Detroit with me. So um, I will be sending them all out. And I'd love to say, I'm just going to sit down tomorrow and send out all 20 prizes. It's probably not going to happen that way. <laughs> I am probably going to no wait 
for the next two or three weeks because I am going to guess that some of you that win prizes might be some of my regular customers. So I will include it with one of your purchases. Um, and at the end of a couple of weeks, uh, I will um, send out the rest, obviously on my dime, no problem. Um, but I will check with Megan if she has an address or no, I think they put their addresses in, didn't they? We have, and that is exactly why I needed to recreate what I was doing here because I didn't think everybody wanted their addresses on the no, podcast. We, no, no, no. So we are not going to share screen, but I have- I don't want us to share screen because I want you to see the prizes because you haven't even seen them yet. And they're really, really good. I haven't. I will tell you that I do have this spreadsheet nestled between our two faces on my screen so that I can see what I'm doing in both Perfect. ways. Perfect. So- Anywho, well, my, my numbers are on my phone. Go. Okay. Perfect. So the first prize, um, the first couple of prizes are donated by Megan and I. Uh, they were um, part of what we created for the Putting It Out podcast retreat in Detroit last May. So this is the needle. It says NDLPT on this notepad. Sorry for all the crinkling. It has a little skyline of Detroit on the bottom, a wool and the floss pen and some needles. So Love it. Um, this, and of course, a gingham bow, because why not? Uh, so this will go okay. to uh, recipient number 17. So who is All 17? Right. I guess on. I need to be writing this down. Hold on. Hey, could someone bring me sticky notes? Can you bring me a <laughs> pad of sticky notes? Thank you. I got to keep track of who yeah. wins what prize. We want to so, make sure that everybody. My, thank you. Uh, hold on a Thanks, second. Thanks, Robin. My numbering was off. Oh. Is that Robin there? The, the stitch next door? Is that who it she sure is? It sure is. Yeah. Hi, Robin. Thanks for helping. She can't hear um, you, but I'll tell her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am, I am, um, I'm doing a little dance here because I messed up my numbering. And so I'm trying to figure it out. So here. Do you want me to okay. pause us? Or you Away good? we go. So um, quick note, we are actually one through 48. There was a blank line here, which is what I was trying to fix. Oh, and uh, so if you get a 49, then we're going to have to do it again. Okay, that's okay. All right. Away we go. 17 is whom? 17 is Aaron Horak. I actually Congrats. have some finishing this. Oh, no, I don't. Not to Aaron Horak. It was Aaron Hershey. My apologies. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Horak. So she will, it. we will send this to Aaron um, in the next few weeks. Very okay. good. Okay, the next, next one is very similar. Um, this is also from Megan and I. So this is the same pad of paper, the same pen. Um, there's probably needles in this bag. I'm not really sure. Yes, there are needles in this bag. There is the pointing it out retreat uh, needle winder with the cherries on it, some cherry scissors, and then this fabulous accessory bag from Planet Earth um, that was custom done for us um, and holds all your tools. So cool. this will go to uh, number 11. 11. Cindy Barnett, OMG. Okay. Can Cindy I tell Barnett you? Go ahead. Three years in a row. So I actually talked to her yesterday and she's like, I might need another Stella lamp. I said, Cindy, you better hold tight because you win something every year. You might win another Stella lamp. So she has won something lovely. Um, and she was not at the retreat this past year, right? I don't think she was in Detroit. I don't think so. I don't think so. So yeah, she will so not nice. have those items. So that's exciting. Okay. Next up, this is really fun. This is compliments of Mopsy Design. These are Ooh. three different oh, project bags. All three. Can you hear the noise? Those. Can you hear the noise? So they're a little bit. They're 
see-through kind of with fold with glitter, um, small, medium, large. So tools, smaller project, larger project. Um, and these are gorgeous and they will go to, um, uh-oh, let's get, save my arms long enough. Uh, three, who was the third Number person on our list? Three, Sandy Reed. Okay. Sandy I am Reed. making notes here for you too. So don't Okay. Worry. Yeah. I don't want to screw, screw any, screw up any of this and get it straight. Okay. Next up, we have three wonderful um, self-finishing projects from planet earth. Tracy um, came to our retreat and was a vendor at our retreat. Uh, nice. So this is a heart canvas. It also has this darling heart, a uh, little coin purse with a pocket and a spot for the canvas on the front, a project bag and threads. So very awesome. generous gift um, to a uh, recipient number. 25. 25. Let me scroll down here. Google. Christine Cranford. Oh, she yay. Make that for her daughter. Yes, that's so great. Um, it is okay. so fun at this point that we've met so many of these people through the podcast retreats. So you guys keep entering those podcast retreat lotteries. It is so fun to meet you. And um, we're going to keep having them as long as people keep start keep entering. So there we so, go. Okay. We go. More self-finishing. This is a similar um, project. It is a very similar bag. And I'm sorry uh, for listeners, it's hard, really hard to describe these things so quickly, but this is another item from planet earth. Um, it is a uh, leather wallet with a floral insert a project bag and the threads, and it will go to a, a stitcher number 14. 14 is, Ela uh, excuse me, Elena Katsulos. I believe. Oh, nice. I yes, it is. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. We have yet another self-finishing piece from planet earth. Talk about generous. Um, and no this, I'll, I'll give you a second to look at it while I describe it. That might be faster. We'll go to uh, stitcher number seven and they okay. will receive this project bag. So it's fabric on the back uh and clear on the front Ooh. one of the everything boxes um and there's a canvas in here and threads and let me pull out the canvas because it's really hard to see the canvas the canvas is kind of a little outdoor scene uh lily pads and reeds and it goes with this awesome like kind of citron green um leather piece and it will go what did i say to number seven to number seven which is carrie fisk Oh, nice. Okay, let me write that down. Number seven, Carrie Fisk. Oh, is she is a local person, it looks like, to you? I think so. I was going to say that. And I, then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, wait, am I confusing her with a different Carrie? But yeah, no, okay. I think she is local to us. I've got so the that's scoop awesome. Here. Yeah, you've got it all. So the next <laughs> item will go to uh, Stitcher number five. And um, we're, we're, we're giving our podcast consultant a lot of love. She's also connected us with some new people. So this is a holiday gift voucher for one free, it says round finishing. So I would say your, your standard four inch round. Um, and it's from Needlepoint Finishing by Jessica. It is only valid through April of 2024. So you need to get stitching and get on this. But um, this is a friend of our podcast consultant. So, so hopefully is... Mary Reed, wait, did you say five? I did say five. Five. Okay. Hopefully Mary Reed has a round ornament ready to be finished. Mary is very prolific. So that would not surprise me one little bit. She has been, she has a house in um, 
Chicago, but also has a house on the Western side of Michigan. So she has come to the podcast retreat and we have both also met her. Okay. Stitcher number 40 is our next winner. And this is so cute. So, okay. First of all, this little accessory bag, like, could this be any cuter in Liberty of London fabric? This is from Mary L has a little wristlet on it and this cute little thing. And you'd be like, Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. But wait, but wait, it is full, like full of accessories, a collapsible ort container. Uh, what else is in here? Uh, laying tool that has this beautiful decorative beaded thing. Um, I mean, everything, a needle holder. This is, so this is the container, but there's a glass needle holder with, that's beaded on the inside. Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. She even These included- These gifts are so generous. It's it's unbelievable. She's even included needles, but wait, we're not done yet. One of her little needle cozies, oh, I koozies. I don't know how yep. you say that the right way, yep. but it's yep. a magnet. Um, It's felt, it cleans your needles by putting them through it. These are little portable scissors. So cute. With these cute little beads on it. Um, There's still more. Uh, a needle threader fob, so that lobster clasp attaches to your scissors, and then there's a Loran needle threader in there. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, what else is in here? Oh, just another cute little felt fob. So all color coordinated. Hopefully, whoever wins this loves blue and white. Who doesn't? Who um, doesn't? And well, stitch number 40. This is a good one. Pat Schultz. You're so lucky to get this one. Yay. Uh, That little fob might work to open the zipper on the bag. I'm not sure. Is there a zipper on the bag? There's already one out here because Ellen is that good. So, okay. This is is number 40 and I'm sorry, Pat Schultz. Yes. Okay. The next one, that was number 40. The next one is stitcher number 18. Sorry. That's all right. I'm going to put, I have to put this inside the bag because it's not going to stick to it. So hold on. Um, And this is from uh, an artist that is exclusive to us, Taylor Studios. Um, She does these darling little bag tags. This is of course mine. It says MDM on it. You won't get my initials. (laughs) You'll get your very own canvas that um, has this blue and white stripes and your letters will be in um, green, but you can stitch it however you want, of course, and it will be customized for you. So this is from Taylor Studios. And did I tell I you the number? That. I think I did. Didn't number I? 18, yes. which is, I believe the way to say this, I went to high school with a guy with this last name. I think it's Kelsey Shop. It's T-S-C-H-O-P-P. Um, and if I'm saying that incorrectly, I apologize. She and but, her mother uh, are both very avid stitchers. So awesome. that's very fun. Can, uh, when she's doing one for her, can she do one for me too? A tag? I want one. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write order Megan tag. So we'll talk about that offline. But if I don't Yay. write it down, I'll forget. Yeah, they're super cute. Um okay. Next up is for stitcher number two. Okay. It's donated. I don't know, was it donated by the Gingham yeah, Stitchery yeah. or Kate Woodward? Yeah. I, or both a little bit. <laughs> Uh, gingham stitchery but okay it, in so, honor of kate's appearance on the yes podcast. and this is kate's beautiful design um liz of course our liz has stitched this with a gorgeous red background it's absolutely beautiful and this will go to what did i just tell you stitcher number two number two which is robin coffer okay it's k-a-u-f like frank e-r 
Perfect. Okay. So that will be for Robin. Yay. Okay. Next up, this is from Valerie Needlepoint Gallery. Um, Susie. Oh, I love that one. Is, this is so cute. We've had this finished. What um, number is this, Melissa? Did oh, you tell me sorry. That? No, That's I probably okay. didn't. I got so excited. Um, 27. So right. this was donated by Susie Valerie from Valerie Needlepoint Gallery. Uh, one of her classic pieces. We've had this finished as a frame with like, you can put a little picture in there or just as an ornament. Super cute. So who's number 27? Number 27 is Lissa Faust. Okay, perfect. Okay, next up is one of the many things from the Plum Stitchery. Um, this will go to Stitcher number... 15. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I should have brought my reading glasses. I keep having to back up. <laughs> um, so this is one of uh, Joanna's uh, artist, Dana Gibson, right? Yes. Yep. Um, and this is one of her scarabs. This is the blue scarab. And this might be a perfect piece to use one of those templates we talked about earlier, because there's no background. Oh, yes. on it. You can make it whatever For shape sure. you want it. Mm -hmm. So number 15 gets a blue scarab. So I hope Kippy Anderson uh, has her templates at the ready. Well, she <laughs> will love this piece. That is totally fantastic. Okay, that was number 15. Next up is, sorry, number 24. Um, and again, from Joanna at the Plum Stitchery, this is her art. Um, and of course, the big tap and circus scene. Uh, I believe that's a five inch round. And it will go to number, what did I just tell you? Number 24, which is yes. Nancy Avioli, also known as the criminal that we referred there to earlier. And oh. she's got some young women in her life. And I bet you they would like that circus tent. I or maybe it. she believes that she's running a circus like I am sometimes. So <laughs> This is very true at that stage <laughs> of life, for sure. Okay. Uh, next stitcher is, that was just number 24. I'm so afraid I'm going to miss a number. Number 19 um, from Joanna, still at the Plum Stitchery. I believe this is also her art. Yes. Oh, it, no, it's oh, Willa Oh, no, it's Willa Hart. Sorry. Um, and so one I of these, these fabulous horses. Um, and it will go to number 19. Which is Whitney Garrison. And I think she'll like nice. that too. Well, how can we not love any of these? I'm sorry. They're, each of these designers, like I said, we approached people that kind of ha were involved in the podcast in one way, shape or form um, this year. And um, it was a little last minute because, you know, we didn't have Rebecca involved quite yet. She'll be much more <laughs> on the ball than we will. Um, so I know I, it's not going to surprise me if I get a few things that arrive in the mail, like after we're done, but we'll save them for next year. Um, okay. This next one is for Stitcher number 23. And this is from a new designer to me, um, and I love it. It's a 13 mesh sign from Blue Canary Canvas Company, and of course it's backwards oh. to all, but it says aspiring retiree. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, so it's not backwards to you; it's just backwards to me. Good. Okay. I guess so, so who's uh, number 23? That's so funny, Christine De Grace. Uh, aren't we all aspiring retirees? That's hilarious. Well, we we have a, a retirement cruise to take together, remember? That's right. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I want to go to the Mediterranean. Can we do that? Uh, yeah, but we might have to go to the one. I've only been on one cruise and it was to the Western Mediterranean. So we might have to oh, you know, man. shift a all little right. bit. Well, we can. Um, the only one I've sorry? been on was the Western Caribbean. So. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, okay. excuse me, Christine with a K, DeGrace. But again, you can refer to okay. this uh, yes. in our Google. Perfect. Um, okay, the next one is from Sarah at Orange Blossom Canvases. Um, and hopefully, uh, ooh, that was 23. Hold on, my phone decided to go to sleep on me. Um, number nine, hopefully number nine is a Mahjong player or knows a Mahjong player because this is a darling canvas, uh, says Maj money. So designed for, you know, your tiles or your coins or whatever it is you use to play Mahjong. Cute. Um, this is for Joanne Schuster and I know her and I don't know if she's a Mahjong player, but. Well, hopefully we'll she has a sister or a mother. I, I, for some reason, I feel like it's a more female-based game. And I was asking some friends of mine who play Mahjong, I'm like, why don't men play this game? And no one could answer that question for me. Huh. So, and maybe they do. It's just whatever. Okay. So she, Joanne was number nine. Um, <laughs> number six. This is from Tina Griffin. Tina Griffin is local to our shop. She's an incredible designer. I should have asked her for a little picture of this because this looks a little, it looks cute, but you're like, wait, what is it? It is a three-dimensional box. So it folds up into a, a, a cube, so to speak. And these little arrows become the bottom and you can barely see the little bottom of the snow. And you don't stitch this middle part and the top folds into creating uh, a top. And um, those snowman, could they be any cuter? I don't think so. They're adorable. So. They're adorable. You know, and if the winner of this doesn't want to make the box, I think that bottom piece, you could, um, have you seen these new ones that they wrap around uh, an ornament, like a glass oh, ornament? Oh, from CBK, just, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be cute just to wrap that around an ornament just to do that bottom part? Either way. Yes, oh, and you They're could so do, cool. actually, you could do two of them. You could do just the snowman and then just the snowflakes. Oh, really, yeah, very really cool. Really smart idea. Okay, who's so number I six? Hope, I hope that Hannah Reed is uh, clever like that because she'll figure out a go. way to use those. Yes, the, 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 the way Tina's designed it is amazing so um okay so that was number six um number 44 uh we'll receive this tray from love mhb and we do love mhb maggie is a fabulous new designer um here is her rosé all day uh on 13 mesh and just full of fun we just finished her trunk show and i know megan had a great time interviewing her on the podcast and yep. this was a very generous donation as well Lovely gal, Karen McCafferty. Oh, lovely. Okay, Karen McCafferty. Okay, next up, um, that was 44, is number 20. No, sorry, see, I had to look twice, 37. <laughs> and um, this is a donation from our good friend, Susan Byrne at Blueberry Point. Uh, oh, she was on the podcast with me and came in, in person, did a pop-up shop. It was super fun. So this is a lovely butterfly. I don't know my butterflies to tell you what kind. Um, and I love these ombre stripes. So oh, see, a I thought it was a dragonfly. I oh, you're you... right. It is a dragonfly. See? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's all right. I, I though was multitasking unfairly and not listening to you. Did you say 37? I did say 37. See, I was multitasking and not able to identify a dragonfly versus a butterfly. So <laughs> well, I'll forgive you. Jessica Millsaps. Is oh, yeah. Jessica blueberry. loves lots of colors. So that's perfect. Okay. And last but not least is a really fabulous prize. Um, it will go to Stitcher number. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. 
13. So usually it would be an unlucky 13. Is this, this the is, last prize? This is the last prize. Ooh. And this is an incredibly generous di- gift. No kidding. Donated by Stella. This is the Stella Go Light. Um, I've talked many times about how I am blind in one eye. I honestly probably couldn't stitch without my Stella Light. And this is the Stella Go, which means it has a portable base or a charging base, and it's totally portable. It is wireless. It stays charged for 11 hours. Its light capacity is unreal. Megan and I both sell gobs of these. Um, they are a gift to every stitcher. If you haven't, if you're not going to win this, you should treat yourself to one because they are a game changer with your stitching. And I'm just going to put in a plug because I know that you love the table light, but I love my floor light. Love. love I do light. love the floor light, but this is what they donated. So we love this one. <laughs> I know. Oh, it, 100%. I want both. I only own the floor light, but anywho, oh, you just said I, if you were going to treat yourself. Both. But yeah. who does not need to treat herself is Stacy Nash. Oh, yay, Stacy. Okay, so all you stitchers worked so hard this year, and 20 out of 49 of you are being rewarded with material objects, but hopefully the rest of you were rewarded with enriched stitching and some fun <laughs> and getting outside of the box and all those good things. So way to say it, Melissa, indeed. Well, if you have followed us along this entire journey, which was a little long today, uh, we appreciate you. We are so pleased that you are here. And um, if you're listening to us on, excuse me, watching us on YouTube, I hope you've hit the subscribe button. Continue to stay there. We're not going anywhere. And if you're new to us in the audio format, we appreciate you there too. And if you'll subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it. Happy end of 2023. Happy, happy new year. Do you want to know what I forgot? My 23 glasses. I was going to end the year with bye-bye 2023. I might just put those on for you later for the promo. There we go. I love it. Okay. Well, this was great fun. I'm so excited for all our winners. And I'm, like I said, everyone was a winner because they participated in the podcast challenge and hopefully got something out of it even if they indeed. didn't finish like megan indeed. and i <laughs> indeed away we go 24 challenge uh okay. talk to y'all soon thanks take for care Bye. bye putting it out podcast is a part of the Acast creator network for more information please visit us on instagram at pointing it out podcast or subscribe to our youtube channel at pointing it out podcast Shop online at Needlepoint Clubhouse by visiting stlneedlepoint.com and follow us on Instagram at stlneedlepoint. And visit the Wool and the Floss online shop at woolfloss.com and follow at Wool and the Floss on Instagram as well.